And welcome to the UVM podcast, the place where we discuss all things related to utility vegetation management and the ways in which we can collectively improve the reliability, safety, legal, and regulatory compliance on transmission and distribution networks. Nick, my friend, how are you doing and who do we have as our guest today? Hey there, Steve. I'm doing great, thanks. Today, I'm delighted to announce that we have Terry French, Vice President of Forestry Services, and Patrick Howe, Vegetation Management Frontline Manager, joining the show, both from Hydro One, actually the largest utility in the Canadian province of Ontario. Hydro One has approximately 29,000 kilometres of transmission, 123,000 kilometres of distribution, and serves more than 1.4 million customers. Their service territory is vast, ranging from Windsor at the US border with Detroit, and nearly as far north as Fort Albany, which sits in a subarctic climate. Hydro One has undergone significant transformation in recent years. They're committed to operating safely in an environmentally and socially responsible manner. Ontario has one of the lowest carbon emitting grids in North America, uh, which means that roughly 96% of energy Hydro One transmits and distributes now actually comes from zero carbon emitting sources. The company has also been recognized by the Canadian Electricity Association for Leadership in providing indigenous procurement opportunities. Hydro One's vast service territory crosses diverse geographies and biomes, which I'm sure creates unique and interesting challenges from a vegetation management perspective. So with that said, let's dive straight in. Welcome to the show, Terry and Patrick. It's good to have you here. Great to be here. Happy to have a chance and an opportunity to participate in this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's a real honor to be a part of the podcast, and I've really enjoyed listening in. So to kick things off then, Terry, perhaps you can comment on my background on Hydro One. How was it? Is there anything else you'd like to share to help paint a picture of the organization for our listeners? Your introduction was great. From a vegetation management perspective, it's important to add that Hydro One operates one of North America's only in-house programs. At peak season, we have more than 500 highly skilled utility arborists working to ensure we maintain safe distances between vegetation and our transmission, distribution, and station assets. To ensure that we have a pipeline of highly trained arborists, we also have an in-house four-year apprenticeship program. We have expansive in-house training to make sure our workforce's skill set keeps sharp. Our turnover rates at Hydro One are one of the lowest in the industry, and that is a huge source of pride for us. And how about your background, Terry? How did you come to be involved with vegetation management? And uh, you know, what, what exactly does your role involve now? It's been an interesting journey, to say the least, but I have been involved in energy operations for most of my career. I spent approximately 15 years at Direct Energy, and before that, I worked with the ATCO Group in Alberta. I've always been looking to fundamentally deliver a customer experience and deliver essential energy services to many provinces. In early 2021, Hydro One was looking for someone to lead their forestry services department. I spent a lot of time researching the company, the role, and the industry. And after learning a lot about the vegetation management at Hydro One, I couldn't say no. I'm the vice president of forestry services, and this role has me overseeing the planning and execution of our provincial transmission and distribution vegetation management team and programs. Hi, Terry. It's a pleasure to meet you today. And I believe you are actually the first uh, utility company vice president of forestry that we've had on the podcast. Uh, while I don't think we've met before, I've actually worked with Hydro One extensively over the years, including helping with a regulatory case and benchmarking. 
In fact, Patrick and I have actually interacted many times in the past, and I think I even tried to hire him away from Hydro One a time or two. Patrick, it's great to talk to you again. And before I try to hire you away from Terry, maybe you can start by providing our audience with a bit of your background. How did you first become involved with UVM and what does your current role involve? Well, Steve, it's always great to catch up with you. And I must say those benchmarking studies have been an excellent resource over the years. I grew up in rural eastern Ontario and I've always enjoyed the outdoors, but a career in forestry wasn't on my radar until I joined the Ministry of Natural Resources Forest Ranger program when I was 17. After that summer, I knew I wanted to be a natural resource professional. This took me to Lakehead University, where I completed an undergraduate and a master's degree in forest science, and I was well on my way to becoming a management forester for Ontario's Crown Forest, but Hydro One got to me first. At the time, I really didn't know anything about arboriculture or the utility industry, but I knew that Hydro One was a great company, so I took a chance. I spent the first 10 years of my career in the planning department supporting the distribution vegetation management program, and a few years ago, I moved into field management. I now lead a team of 45 utility arborists who manage the vegetation on our transmission and distribution network in eastern Ontario. I'd be keen to get up to date with the current understanding of your vegetation management program, Terry. Uh, Perhaps you can give us an idea of the challenges you face and the scale of your operation. Sure thing. At our core, Hydro One, we are a rural utility with high tree density and a very low customer count. Our distribution utility forest is over 16 million trees, and it traverses the entirety of the province. That was one of the most interesting things when I joined Hydro One was the actual coverage and the scope of the role. We're all the way across southern Ontario to the northern coast of Hudson Bay. One of our biggest challenges in the distribution system is managing our tree-caused outages while keeping our customers' rates as low as possible. We know how important trees are and in green spaces within our communities, and we want to make sure that we balance our vegetation management programs while having a safe and reliable system. We also have to look at managing those impacts to our local environment and our communities. Our expansive transmission network can be both extremely remote as well as urban. And both of those unique differences cause challenges. We have to be very specific and surgical in our timing. We have to look at work from a seasonality perspective. And there's a lot of planning to make sure our customers and our stakeholders are involved as we work through and manage the vegetation, especially in our critical work programs. And can you walk us through how your program operates, Terry? Are you running cyclical programs, condition-based, or a hybrid? I think our programs could best be described as hybrid. We conduct cyclical programs for both our transmission and distribution. But since we've implemented our optimal cycle program in 2018, our work prescriptions have taken a very different approach. It's a risk-based or a condition-based focus. This defect-based approach has allowed us to streamline our cyclical program and has actually reduced our distribution cycle from over 10 years down considerably. That's great. Hydro One, like most utilities, comes under probably a great deal of public pressure to lower O&M costs and keep energy rates low. As we all know, vegetation management is usually one of the top items for a utility in terms of operational costs. What is Hydro doing to get the best bang for their buck when it comes to vegetation management activities? That's a great question, Steve. I mean, success for us is smart planning and, of course, safe work execution. The defect-based work specification we've had now at Hydro One has been a real game changer. 
In 2018, we moved away from a clearance envelope and started to focus looking at vegetation from a high probability of trees that could cause outages. In doing so, this pivot stopped us from doing low-value work and reinvested that funding in order to do more high-value work that had a greater impact across a greater part of our network. So while keeping sharp on executing our strategy, we were very specific to ensure the safety-sensitive work environment that our people operate in every day. And this is where we see a lot of value in our daily work. Our safety program starts when we have apprentices join our organization. I talked about that earlier, where we have a very vigorous apprentice training program in-house, building core skills through theory and practice based on Hydro One. In addition to that, our arborists are mentored through all the way through their apprenticeship by accomplished tradespeople throughout the forestry organization that have a ton of varied experience. It's a real pride for us to have that apprenticeship program, and it continuously produces the high-quality, safe-working utility arborists that we have. And in addition to our skills training, we have started to take a more proactive reporting to safety reporting. In 2020, we started a new near-miss and safety-catch reporting program that has rapidly gained momentum in our organization. This program has actually caused us to be much more situationally aware and promotes a very sharp safety culture in our workforce. So balancing the safety needs with making sure that we have high value work, we've really started to see a lot of positive change within our vegetation management program and getting that value that you mentioned by implementing a lot of these positive changes. I'm sure Nick has a couple of follow-up questions for you on that topic, but first let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Live EO. Live EO offers the market-leading satellite-based vegetation management solution which helps vegetation managers to improve network reliability and safety. The software automatically generates grid-wide vegetation overviews from up-to-date satellite imagery and provides insights about tree location, height, species, and vitality. The system calculates the vegetation risk for each span and helps in budgeting and prioritizing cutback activities. Visit live-eo.com slash UVM to find out more and to schedule a free demo. Or simply send a message to info at live-eo.com. And welcome back, folks. Nick, take it away. Yeah, so Terry, you mentioned stakeholder engagement for urban transmission projects. How have you adapted your program to deal with this from an operational perspective? Thanks for the question, Nick. I'm actually going to give this one over to my colleague, Patrick. Patrick? Thanks, Terry. Well, uh, as UVM managers, I think we can all appreciate the increasing need for proactive stakeholder engagement, especially in urban areas. And after a couple of challenging projects a few years back, we created an urban management protocol for our transmission work. This process, which we apply to all of our urban projects, brings together representatives from multiple lines of business, including the communications department, government relations, environment, planning, and execution. We put a lot of heavy lifting into planning these projects, and we found that the extra work pays off. By engaging key stakeholders and community members early in our plans, our high-profile urban work can be successfully executed with little to no issues. Well, I guess I got a question for either of you. I believe both of you had mentioned UVM in the Northern Forests. I'd be curious to hear more about that. What does that entail and how have you responded to those challenges? I'll take this one, Steve. 
I'm glad you asked about this, because our UVM program in the far north truly is exceptional. If you take a satellite overlay tour of northern Ontario, you'll be sure to notice three things. One, a lot of trees. Two, a lot of water. And three, not very many roads. This combination presents some serious planning challenges for our team. Work in the far north typically happens in the dead of winter. This allows us to travel across country on frozen roads. The trade-off here is that a northern Ontario winter isn't what Steve's used to in the sunny state of California. Regardless of what measurement scale you're using, minus 40 is cold, and keeping people safe and our diesel engines operational in these conditions isn't easy. Despite all the challenges, our teams consistently exceed expectations on these projects, and every completed job is worth celebrating. While I do live in California, Patrick, I do remember those kind of temperatures in my youth in Montreal. But moving on, I'm going to beat Nick to the punch here and ask what new and exciting technology have you deployed to support your program? Yeah, technology enablement has been an exciting topic over the last decade, and we're keeping a close eye on what's out there while maintaining a measured approach to adoption. For our field staff, we've moved our work management tools from paper to electronic, and this happened in 2018. The move to mobile provided our crews with a rugged tablet displaying an interactive waypoint for every tree we manage. This was a huge leap forward for such a large program. Since then, we've started to roll out a second wave of mobile integration where each of our field staff have a corporate smartphone with access to vital internal information. We're really excited about the opportunities that this is providing for improved communication and access to the front line. And behind the scenes, we're building our understanding and comfort with remote sensing technologies for vegetation condition assessment. A key feature is the collaborative approach we're using with other lines of business within Hydro One. Our objective is to drive the greatest value out of investments like LiDAR, satellite monitoring, and high-definition imaging by seeking alignment internally and expanding the value proposition in the greatest extent possible. This approach means that we're not the first to adopt a technology but we have robust support throughout the organization, which is giving the significant IT investments the attention it needs to be successful. I'm very optimistic about Hydro One's future with these technologies. That's great to hear, Patrick. Uh, We, of course, met several years ago during the original rollout of LiDAR for lines engineering and uh, sort of ratings applications, and also, of course, vegetation management applications under, under CK. So yeah, great to see and to hear how far you've come. Looking forward towards the future, though, uh, and the new challenges that are being posed, such as wildfire, which technologies look promising in helping to mitigate or respond to these threats? I see uh, three key technologies combining to unlock exceptional value. Uh, First, three-dimensional replicas or digital twins of the asset base and the utility forest will be the building block for situational awareness and decision-making in the future. Uh, Second, passive monitoring through autonomous drones and satellite data collection will allow us to rapidly collect data and detect changes to the asset base at scale. And finally, AI-enabled analytics are going to be working in the background to analyze the data and provide the insights we need as managers to make decisions to improve reliability, improve safety, and control costs. Ten years ago, this stuff seemed way too far off. But today, it feels like it's right around the corner. I think that's a good answer, Patrick. And I now have a question for both of you. For folks in the industry just starting out, what advice would you give for aspiring vegetation management professionals? Uh, How should they prepare themselves for a career in the UVM industry? And what types of experience and education should they be looking at? Terry, maybe we'll start with you. 
That's a great question. I mean, I'm a big supporter of women in trades and women in field operations. So my message is really targeted at the up and coming female leaders. And I see that at Hydro One. We have a women in technologies group that now has a forestry chapter. And utility vegetation management is a great career. It's filled with great people. And the industry needs those hardworking, passionate women leaders. And I think we have a real great place at Hydro One for that. So a college education in forestry technician is a huge asset when applying for jobs in the industry, having a love for the outdoors. Starting school is a great way to learn about the industry and build the skill set we're looking for in our full-time employees. That's some great advice, Terry. I think the only thing I would add is that UVM is a safety-sensitive industry, and having a good mentor is a great way to learn good habits from the start of your career. As a young arborist, find yourself a great teacher that you trust. Approach the job from a safety-first mindset and ask lots of questions. Safety needs to be our number one priority. I think those were both uh, excellent answers to the question. And I have one last comment uh, before I turn it over to Nick to close us out today. If either of you is ever looking for a job in the future, feel free to reach out to me. That's a good one, Steve. Ironically, I was wondering what it'd take to bring you back north of the border. Canada could use one of its greatest arborists back on home soil. <laughs> well, that's uh, all from me as well. Terry and Patrick, uh, on behalf of Steve and I, it's been a, a real pleasure to have you on the podcast here and to learn about the great work Hydro One are doing for the province and the people of Ontario. I'd be keen to stay in touch as you develop your program further. So thanks again for supporting the UVM podcast. That was a great experience. Thanks so much, Nick and Steve, for the invitation and allowing me to participate. You guys are doing an excellent service to the industry with this podcast. And thanks for the opportunity to be involved. Well, thanks again, folks. So I'll end this episode with a message for our listeners. If you have an ISA qualification and are a member of the UAA, look to see if there's an asterisk in the episode title indicating that there are CEUs, uh, continuing educational units, available. Then simply click the link in the show notes to take you to the corresponding multiple choice quiz for this episode on the UAA website. Alternatively, you can just navigate straight to the UAA website and then click on the quizzes section with links to the podcast. For those in the audience, we'd also love to get feedback from you. We'd also welcome input on future guests or topics you'd like us to cover. Simply send us an email to podcast.utilityvegetationmanagement.com and we'll make it happen. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to review it and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. So that's it for today's episode. See you on the next one.